Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We are here to help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning, along with my co-coach, Trinity French, who is on assignment today. We are your business coaches at Wired to Change. We are here to get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. And with us today is somebody very much enjoying the life of a small business owner, Bonnie Marie Williams. Now, the na- that name may not ring a bell, but the voiceover superhero name will ring a bell. Bonnie, good to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. It's great to see you again. You too. It's been, we're just talking. It's been at least a year, probably maybe even a year and a half since we actually first met one night at a networking event. We stood over in a corner for like a half hour laughing about. Yep. We kept saying, please, yep. I don't want to monopolize your time. I, I don't want to monopolize your time, but I'm enjoying talking to you. So we'll hang out. <laughs> we did have fun. Uh, we what, did. One of the cool things, one of the things I like about you is you, you enjoy being you and I think a lot of people do, but they don't know how to express when they just want to, they enjoy being themselves every day. Uh, and a couple of things come to mind. First of all, when I met you, I, I know you enjoy being you, but I love your uh, slogan on your website where there is a Williams, there is a way. Now, who started that? It came to me. <laughs> I was ready for a great grandmother line or something. No, I mean, that would be cool, but I just kind of thought about it. Well, the, that side of my family is very, very stubborn. And I think that might be where it came from. And I say stubborn in a great way because my great grandmother, if you told her the sky was blue, she'd say, no, it's green. Not like literally, but she was so like, nope, this is what it is. This is nope. This is what it is. Oh, okay. Okay. Just that authentic, like, no, I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. And yeah, I think it really just, I was just thinking about it. And I kept hearing somebody say, where there's a will, there's a way. And I went, well, where there's a Williams, there's a way. (laughs) Hey, that's me. And it just, I really like that of, of that. No, we're going to find a way to make this work. Like, I don't believe in giving up. I don't believe in saying oh well no it's not going to happen like no if you we're going to make it happen that's kind of where it came from so that sounds really scary <laughs> and nothing beats grandmother stories true they are that's the best because moms in general are the toughest people on the planet for two reasons one is they generally have to marry my kind and two is they have to give birth and put up with my kind and the kids but grandma stories, grandmas are the best storytellers and the best stories to tell a generation, two generations past that, oh, yeah. And grandmothers back in the wild, wild west and before, I mean, there's some badasses there. You know that. I mean, they were telling, like, I don't care what your rank is. I don't care what your title is. You are not messing my, with my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on today is... Basically, to tell people you can turn a passion into a career. You, at the age of three, your mom saw you practicing faces and expressions in the bathroom, in the mirror. Do you recall what those faces and expressions would have been? No, I don't remember. I know 
She said I was climbing on the bathroom countertop, and I still have to do that. I haven't grown much since. <laughs> but <laughs> she said I was just practicing all sorts of, like, big smiles and then looking sad, and then that I would look away and then kind of look back to see how it looked from this angle and how it kind of looked from this angle. And that was probably where I learned my face. I call it the face when I want to get my way. I make this face. And it's, it's like my secret weapon. I guess it's not so secret now. I'm telling everybody about it, but it's the face when I need to get in my way. And I, I make this face and it's like, okay, stop, stop. Okay. I'll give you whatever you want. Just stop doing that. So that's probably when I, when I first discovered that I could do that face. And now my dog will give me that face. And I look at him and I say, son, I invented that face. It's not going to work on me, buddy. Not going to work on me. So to answer your question, uh, no idea what I was doing, but it was, it was a few different things. I don't remember that, but it, it checks out now before my sister was born. So I know she's not confusing the two of us. (laughs) You have been an actor, your degree in college at Cal state San Bernardino was a bachelor of arts in theater arts. You've been an actor and a voiceover artist since 95, but you do something that a lot of us that talk want to do and I'm it took me up until about five years ago to move into the camp of it's I'm not going to be able to do that I get compliments I know I have a good interviewing voice but to do voices is it's like going from orange to calculus it's just it's not even close you just you can't understand what skills you have to have to do different voices Hmm. Yeah, when you put it that way, I think a lot of it came from theater training and you had to, when you're a small cast and you have to be able to cast people in different roles and do different things, you have to take on the different characters. So I always tell people, if it's something you want to do, take an acting class, take a theater class, especially right now when things are closed and the arts are kind of dicey, support an online, uh, an online voiceover or an online theater class with some of the smaller nonprofit theaters, you know, they really need the extra help right now. But yeah, I think uh, it's one of those things, like I don't really think about it because I've been doing stuff for so long, but when I have somebody like you that says that and points it out, it kind of makes me go, whoa, (laughs) that is true. (laughs) Oh, that's weird. It makes me stop to think about it. So that's really interesting when you put it that way. And we all have a friend or two that can do a voice. But when they try to do a second voice or a second character, it sounds like the first one. Yes, or all they can say in that voice is one thing. But when you ask them, what does this character sound like when they're sad, when they're yelling, when they are excited and they're given other dialogue, it's not just creating voices, but it's really characters and acting and being true to those people that you're taking on, whether they're people or space aliens or a talking clock or something like that. It, it's just making them as true to life as possible and giving them a voice and embodying them. And I remember after we had met at the, uh, um, I forget the name of the place. Anyways, after we met at that networking event one night, a couple weeks later, you were nice enough to have a cup of coffee with me where we talked a little bit. And I, I, and Bonnie allowed me to pick her brain about getting into this. And I'm not saying don't, 
But I'm just telling you, if you think it's easy and quick to make a dollar, so wrong. And let me tell you why. The one thing I still remember to this day, we were sitting at uh, Caribou Coffee. Caribou Coffee. That was it. Because I had an audition right after that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And we were talking. And the one thing that really stopped me is like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do this. We were talking about voices and what you have to do and just kind of what you just said is, okay, now say it like you're mad. And I'm like, wait, what? He said, yeah, and then you have to say it like you're happy and then you have to say it like you're sleepy. I'm like, oh, I I can't do that. That's unreal to be able to do. I'm very, I'm in awe of what you do and, and the voiceover people. It's it's just amazing. So I'll say that up front. It's a little a little... It's a little career crush is what this is. But I really wanted to do radio play-by-play. But we all think that, oh, I've got voices to do that. But one thing I learned one time, because you also do narration. And you do uh, phone voice messaging systems, which you have to read a script. And my eyes are usually four words ahead of my mouth, which makes me a bad verbal reader. It's not easy, folks. I promise you this is not easy. (laughs) Yeah, take a class. Take a voiceover class. And when people get behind the mic, they really start to realize, oh, there's that added pressure of being behind a microphone, which can send your anxiety going through the roof if you've never done it before. And you have to get the copy. And then when you have your client in your headphone and they're telling you, you know, you need to do this. And can you add, can you add a little bit of this? Can you take direction? Can you take what they're saying, what they think they want, what they do want, what they're giving you, filter it through your brain, out of your mouth and give them what it is that they want? I've got a list of some people you've done voiceover work for and we'll oh get boy. to we'll get to Gary V in just a minute because a lot of people know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. You did Lil V, the voiceover, and Drago, uh, our producer, uh, Oak City Technology, big fan of Gary V. He actually got me started listening. He and my youngest son were talking about it one day. We we're having a cup of coffee and he's like, Oh yeah, have you heard of him before? I'm like, no. And I I enjoy him. But you when they went animated, you did the voice of Lil V and a couple others. But mm. when you're working with K&W Cafeteria or NC State, North Carolina State University, for those of you not from the Triangle area, somebody's in your ear when you're reading that, when you're in depending, studio? Depending. It's usually some clients will say, yeah, you know, just send it off and we're good. It, it kind of depends on their time and their preference. Some clients are okay with you self-directing if you've done it before. Some clients have a lot of trust and faith in me and they say, you know, send us back three takes and we'll pick which one we want. And I like to give people a little bit of variety because they may not like the first take, but they may really say that second take, that's the one we want. Or they might like the third. And if they don't like any of them, then I'll say, okay, then let's do a directed call and you can give me what it is you want because I want you to be happy. But for the NC State narration that I did and for KW, that was a commercial I did, those were both directed sessions. And those By the were really way, fun. K&W, I'm a big fan of Gefteria. Because you just, it's a guy thing. Oh, Mm. wait, I can put as much as it will fit on this tray. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. That was a really fun commercial session. And we, the client had booked out an hour and we got it done in six minutes. And they said, okay, well, 
we're good. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I like that when we can get it done earlier because that means people get what they want. We can move on. They can go to their next thing because everybody's busy. Everybody's busy. I hope you got the same pay for six minutes as you did for two hours. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're good. They're paying for great. you. They're not paying for <laughs> six minutes. They're paying for you. So, and the years I've spent doing this, and how I can say, yes. "Let's get it done," and they get it, and they go, "That's perfect." Okay, we're good. Thank you for giving us forty-five minutes of our time back. Yep. You're welcome. And you do male and female, young and old. Which is the, I don't do a lot of old typically, unless like, it's like you're old. You know, thirty-two. Yeah. So just oh, okay. My, oh, okay. my show go with me. Okay. What's the e- <laughs> what's the easiest of the voices for you to do? Ooh, the easiest. Or they come most naturally. Let me say that. Most naturally is the nicer version of me where she's, you know, she's kind of up here. Like, and this, you know, and uh, I just did one yesterday with that. But she's a little bit more smiley and is a little bit more conversational and is saying, yeah, you know, I'll show you how this is done. And this is so easy because... X, Y, and Z reasons why you want to use this product. Like it's that type of, I don't have to fluctuate it as much. I don't have to raise my pitch. It's very natural sounding. People want, you know, warm, smiley, trustworthy, millennial, whatever type of sound. And that's, that's pretty easy for me. So I would say that one is probably the easiest and people really like that. They like that kind of, she's kind of quirky, but she's fun. Like, yeah, that's, that's easy. As long as I add a little smile, they get the sound they want. If I'm like this, this is what I'm doing. It's not going to come out right. (laughs) Even if I'm having a bad day, you go in and you be that fun person that they need. And then you can go on about your bad day after they're done paying you. And yeah. And I'm glad this podcast is audio for a number of reasons, except for today, because I wish you could see Bonnie talking. And I'm sure most voiceover people, your body has to get into it, doesn't it? Yep. I'm also Italian and I talk with my hands a lot and it it makes it a little tricky when I'm trying to not smack my microphones around. I have two of them in here and I'm trying to not smack everything around. But yeah, you do get animated and you you really do get into it. And the physicality helps with bringing the characters or the script to life because sometimes you're having a hard time getting the flow of it and you're directing your hand and that, that works for me. Other people work differently, but... I've noticed that a lot of people use their hands and I use them all the time when I talk. So and, and it's just a thing. So when I do a Zoom call with somebody and they they want to direct like how we're talking right now, I tell them, okay, but if you see me making a face, just, I don't, I don't need your judgment. You're going to get the voice you want. But if I'm making a face to get that voice, let's just, let's still be friends after we're done. <laughs> so, Which of the voices are the most challenging for you? Mm, challenging is stuff in my lower register because I don't spend a lot of time there, but you want to be able to, if it's a challenging thing, that's good. It's like working out. It's like stretching your muscle and, you know, creating those little, little tears in your muscles and getting them stronger and building them stronger. And that's what we want when we work out, but you want to be able to make sure it's a sustainable choice because these characters that you create, if they are not sustainable and they hurt you, you could be 30 years later on something like the Simpsons 30 year run. And if you, that's not a character that's sustainable and creatable and, and something that you can keep doing, you have to be really careful. So I try to stretch my muscles as much as I can and do things that are challenging, but I make sure if it hurts or if it's the uncomfortable where I get a little cautious, 
then I try to back off a little bit. But things in the the lower register, but I don't do a lot of that type of work typically. The that and I've gotten a lot easier with it, but little boys, little boy voices I do all the time. They're always eight. I don't know why they're always eight. <laughs> it's always eight years old. Bonnie, can you be an eight-year-old boy? Mm-hmm. Yep, I gotcha. And, and that they're can no, be they're no doubt the troublemaker eight-year-old, right? Sometimes, sometimes they're very sweet and sometimes they are troublemakers, but they're always eight. I don't know why they're never nine or seven or 10. They're always eight. So those can be, those can be very tricky if you don't know what you're doing, if you're not properly warmed up and they are very energetic. Like when I play certain eight-year-olds, I'm like a shot of espresso. I'm bouncing around like, woo, this is great. And then I get out of the booth and then I feel old again. So <laughs> they're they're fun, but they're challenging and I'm sweating and gross and it's great. It's great. Are you mm. an actor with voice chops or do you have voice chops who act? I'm an actor first and foremost. Okay, all right. I'm an actor first and foremost. That's where I was, that's where I was born. I was, you know, I started doing theater when I was little and I was an actor and I, I started, I really just got over film acting. I got over, I don't know if you've seen La La Land, that perfect no. example yeah. of it. There's a scene in the movie. It's not really a spoiler, but Emma Stone's character goes into this audition room and the girls are all dressed just like her. They all look the same. And that's what a lot of those auditions are like. And sometimes, listen, girls in film can be really mean too. So I got over it. I just said, this is not for me. And some of the theater was not for me. And this was back in California. And then I found voiceover and I said, this is for me. This feels right. So I brought those skills that I learned from being a stage actor and being a screen actor into voiceover and it just, I've gotten better at creating other voices with practice and time and taking classes, which is essential because we don't know everything. There's always more to learn. So, oh, yeah. always. I, I fully believe you are not too old to learn anything. Mm -hmm. How do you remember and how did your first voiceover opportunity happen? So, it was actually 10 years ago now. It was 10 years ago as of... A week ago or so, two weeks ago. Congratulations. So I was, yeah, thank you. It was very weird to see that on my, my Facebook memories, but <laughs> I, I was getting my undergrad degree in theater and one of my friends worked at the campus radio station and said, hey, do you want to do this commercial? And I said, okay, what's it for? I've never done microphone voice stuff. And she said, well, it's for one of the local Mexican restaurants. And I said, so what do I have to do? She said, you just have to pretend you like it I said that's not even acting dude <laughs> oh no I have to pretend I love Mexican food oh no that's such a difficult role so we we did that and it was really fun and I actually emailed them about two years ago and I said random question do you happen to have this file because I'd be very curious to hear it because I do this now full-time and I'd be really wondering if you had it because I never heard it when it aired and they sent it to me and it was a blast from the past, but it was really fun. And I didn't think about it after that. I said, well, that was cool. I'm going to go be on Broadway. Bye. And then that didn't happen. And it wasn't until a few years later that a few more friends in voiceover 
really introduced me to it. And one of them was audiobooks, and the other does a lot of the stuff that I do. And they said, we think you'd be really, really good for this. And I said, okay, I've done the one thing, but sure, I'll try it. I'm really unhappy right now. Let's let's see if this sticks. And it did. And I fell in love with it. And then I, I wouldn't leave. And I said, no, I'm here now. I'm not leaving. Not leaving. So what grade would happened. you give young Bonnie Marie Williams for her radio, for her voiceover debut? I'd say a B plus. Right. And I, you know, we're all, we're all our harshest critics, but we I'd are. say a B plus being able to take direction is really important mm. to be able to do what you do. And I don't remember it being some sort of scarring life event. So I think I'd say about a B plus. It's hard to not listen and go, ah, I could have, ah, but they were happy with it. And I feel like if you can kind of look back at the things you've done beforehand and feel like you've grown since then, I think that's really good because well, nobody's ever perfect straight out the gate. Oh, yeah. What was your first paid gig and how did that come about? Mm, first paid gig was. Or one of the first ones. Yeah. Give yeah. Me one of the first ones. Yeah, first paid gigs came from just marketing and meeting people and saying, I'm going full time with this. I'm going to go prove to people that I have something valuable and that I have something to give. And I just started marketing my little hiney off and networking and going to meet new people. And if you have something that doesn't suck, that you can introduce to other people and it's just that numbers game is you go and you market and I just kind of started locally and I said okay let's see who's around who's doing x y and z can I introduce myself to them is there any way that I can say hey you know you probably get these all the time but this is me and this is what I do and you eventually something's gonna stick who were you marketing to back in the day? Back in the day, it's the same people I pretty much market to now is who are people that hire voiceover talent. But when you first started, when you're saying locally, because I know you're nationally recognized and people call you from everywhere. But back mm -hmm. then, when you said locally, who were you calling on then in the first six months, nine months, 18 months? Production people. Okay. Video, audio production. It's people that I, it's that same, that same thing. It's just you, you start, I figured I would start locally because, oh, I'm here locally. I'm, I'm somebody you can meet if you would like. Let's all, let's go get coffee. Let's whatever. It, it was that I'm here. I'm, so I'm not like somebody far away. I'm here on your time zone. I'm around the corner. I'm, you know. I'm friendly. I'm your neighbor. I'm X, Y, and Z. And that seemed to work. Did you have to bring a tape with you? Or did they no. want you to do live reads? Or how did that work? No, they had already heard my demos because I had them on my website. And I sent an introductory email. Just said, here's what I do. And I think you're great. And I think I'm great. And we could be really great together. Let's see how that works. Excuse me. And... Nope, there's another one. So uh, that was pretty much how that worked. And they had heard my stuff and they said, we listen to your demos. We think you're great. And we'll, you know, add you to our roster of people. And hopefully we'll get to work together. 
somebody listening to the show I know either wants to do this or knows somebody that wants to do this. So let's go through the first couple steps of what they need to get in order to be able to have to be able to find the people that can hear them. Mm-hmm. Get training. Meet get which training. Means what? Take classes. Take classes. Google, uh, there's a ton of Facebook groups that are for voiceover people who are new. There's other talent, but it's really, you have to do a lot of your own research. And there's a ton of books out there. There's so many resources that are available, but you do have to have a certain level of tenacity and a level of, I need to make this happen for myself. I need to be the one to motivate myself to go look because relying on one person or one thing to give you all the answers is not going to cut it. And it's a lot harder than it looks or it sounds or it seems. It's a lot harder. You know, we always show the good stuff on social media, but you don't see the late nights or the slow times. And it's not just going out to audition. You're running a business. And there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. And it's very, very competitive, especially right now when, you know, the, the, the big bad C word shut everything down. And other people who are very predatory started preying on people who saw this as an easy way to make money. And they said, well, you know, you can make money really quick working from home as a voice actor. And there was this influx of people that came in that had these hopes. And you tell them, it's going to take a few years. And that is either shocking and they'll they'll stop or they'll say, no, this is what I want to do. But my first thing I ever, ever ask anybody is, are you sure this is what you want to do? And I never, ever, ever be clear ever ever want to discourage anybody but it's the same advice that was given to me when I was a non-voice actor when I was not going to say just an actor but when I was a theater and stage and tv actor it was are you sure this is what you want to do if there's anything else in the world anything at all that you would rather do with your life do that instead even if there's a curiosity of well you know this could be fun go do that Because it will be a lot easier than this. Unless it's like being an astronaut. I'm not going to say that that's (laughs) easier. That's a whole set of things that's totally different. But this is is tough. And it's being an actor. There's a lot of rejection. And that just comes with being an actor. You're not going to get every single job you audition for. So if you can have that thick skin, that helps a lot. But that's my first piece of advice is, are you sure? Just to be realistic, to be, I don't, I never want to crush anybody's dream. No. But that really is the starting point of if there's anything else you would rather do, do that instead. Because this can be really hard. What about their audio, their demos on the website? What do they need to have set up? So they, like you did, they can send an email to people with a link says, hey, check out my stuff. Yeah, don't create your own demos, especially if you are new, especially if you've never taken a class before, especially if you are going to direct yourself and you've never taken a voiceover class. But my big thing, and this this is one of my big pet peeves, is don't 
ask a voice actor for advice and then tell them that they're wrong. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. You would be amazed where somebody will ask me and I'll tell them and then they'll say, well, but this. Then why did you ask me, friend? If, if you think I'm wrong, then why ask me? What, so, what are you most wrong about in their eyes? <laughs> everything. Okay, good. Everything. And Sweet. it's like, okay, that's cool. Thanks. Appreciate that. I'll just go back to working in my booth. Thank you. But it, it's really take a class. Take a class. There's no one coach is right for everybody. But if somebody and, – and be aware enough to look for the red flags. If somebody's telling you that you can make money quickly with this or that you are guaranteed to be successful, run the other way. They're selling you the dream. Look up your coach and see what they're all about. Are they a successful voiceover person? How long have they been doing it? There's a guy, and I'm not going to name names because I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but there's a guy who started preying on voiceover people because he had maybe done one or two things. I'm already saying he, but, and now they are in a totally different genre and their stuff was not, it didn't make sense at all, but they were telling people, I can sell you the dream. You want to be a voice actor? I can tell you how to do it. But if you look at them, you look at their, their public profiles, they, they're not voice talent. It, it's really, it's really frustrating, but Know that if anybody's telling you that it's going to be easy, that they're trying to sell you something. I do like your tip about having your demos professionally produced. Yep. And by somebody in voiceover, not somebody in another or somebody that has the experience, not somebody that's adjacent to the industry or is in entertainment. It's totally different because your scripts need to be customized to you and your voice, not something you got off the internet. It needs to be what shows your strengths, what shows off your talents and your, the things that make you unique and it needs to be professionally mixed. So having somebody who is on the engineering side to make sure everything is good and having somebody to direct you and they know your strengths, they know what you can bring to the table, that's going to take away all of that stress so you can just be the performer that you need to be for this. So don't don't create your own demos. Don't do that because it's a pretty quick giveaway. People are very quick to know. My, they can tell. Yeah, my mm -hmm. music comp to what you just said about writing in your to fit your voice, Sinatra and Madonna, not great singers, but they sung the right songs, especially Sinatra. Yep, exactly. Exact, and he did musicals too. Yeah, but that's exactly it. It's that Madonna and Evita. We're not going to talk about that one. <laughs> a musical theater right here. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a that's a story for another time. But it, it's really finding those scripts that are right for you and your interests and things that sound current and modern and the, the current trends that are selling, not something that sounds like it was done 20 years ago because that sound isn't selling. People aren't buying that sound. I book stuff all the time for my demos. Excuse me. Lemon water makes you burpy. People will, people will hear my stuff in a demo and they'll go, yeah, I like that. That's the character I want for this. I didn't have to audition. That's the best. That's the best stuff to get when you don't have to audition. Okay, while you're sucking down that lemon water, that did I was my next question on the list. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what can't you eat or drink the day of, the night before that messes with your voice? Anything that dehydrates you. Like, don't, you know, uh, go to a keg party and, and don't do that, maybe. Don't drink a lot of milk mm-hmm. right before. Try to limit yourself on the dairy where you can. That those are probably some of the biggest ones. Don't smoke a twelve pack right before you go to record. You know, kind of the the things that make sense in general. Just kind of take care of yourself. I like lemon water, and right now water tastes really weird out here right now. And I think it, there's like a thing happening with the city. I don't know exactly, but Great. You water won't, tastes. You won't name that guy's name, but you'll call out the city of Raleigh for the water. Well, I saw one of my friends posted something about it, but it just water's tasting kind of funky right now. So the lemon water helps, and I like the way it tastes. I like the way that it feels. So I like that. Drink your tea. It's kind of those things like think about it when you're sick. Think about the things you do for yourself when you're sick. Try to apply those same things, or don't do when you're sick. Try to apply those same things to taking care of your voice. Green apples are really great to eat beforehand if you want to eliminate some of the... Uh, uh, I hate those sounds. The mouth clicks when you're not hydrated. And some people are just naturally mouth clicky. Mm. That's also a thing. But the green apples and post-production software can help with that. (laughs) But yeah, don't, you know, don't drink a ton of milk. I had a choir teacher in high school who would say, you know, don't drink milk before you come to the performance. Not like to me specifically, but to everybody, but probably also to me because I liked milk a lot in high school. So don't, you know, the dairy just creates like a phlegmy coating and then you're going (laughs) like the whole time and that just sounds awful. And then the more you do that and the more you cough and you clear your throat, you're going to create more phlegm. So it's like a phlegm feedback and it's just gross. It's gross. We don't like it. Let's assume that... Tomorrow morning, you are set to go in your studio for an 11 a.m. voiceover read. Mm -hmm. What's your morning like? What time do you get up? What's the routine a couple hours before you know you're going into a a studio? Yeah, so that's pretty much every day. I wake up. I've been, I wake up whenever it feels like it's time to wake up. I used to be a lot better at waking up early, but lately my body is saying, hey, you got a lot going on. I need a little bit more rest to the point where I'm a little worried. So I emailed my doctor's office. I said, hey, is this something I should be worried about? Because again, taking care of yourself and taking care of your health is really important. But if you know you have an 11 a.m. session, maybe don't wake up at 10 unless that's how you roll, but try to wake up a little bit earlier. I like to work out in the morning just to get everything all warmed up, ready to go. I feel better after I've worked out and I'll do vocal warmups in the shower, just kind of humming and, 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 you know, chewing. I have one I show my students, it's chewing through the alphabet and it looks disgusting (laughs) and they think it's hilarious because we're doing it on Zoom together, but you basically make your mouth as big as possible with every single letter and that has helped me out a lot. And I learned that in college. Hey, undergrad degree, putting it to use. But it, it looks weird, but when you're, you're starting to get fatigued or you've been reading for a long time and you just start to get like mush mouth, doing that can help kind of recenter things. And it feels like a little facial workout, but you go like A, B, C. It looks, it looks gross. 
but it's really effective. So that's just a little fun fact. Chew through the alphabet. It, my my it, yeah. kids' students, they love it. They think it's hilarious. It looks like so something you would have seen in Dumb and Dumber. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it serves its ridiculous. purpose. <laughs> and that and like rubbing your cheeks when you just start to feel like, okay, I'm a little tired. That helps a lot. So I'll do some of that. I'll do, I just got the voice straw. And I've been playing with that. And that's very interesting. But I don't have an official review yet because I just got it. So I just tried that out yesterday before my first session. So playing with that, um, really making sure you're breathing from your diaphragm. It's all that stuff. And I'll get in my booth and I'll stretch. And I learned another thing from one of my college professors. When you get the nerves and the, the adrenaline's going, you just shake out your hands to like the count of eight and then your feet and then your feet. And you count down seven, seven, seven seven that helps a lot those nerves like right before you go to perform that helps a lot but it's really just making sure everything's warmed up and you feel ready to go all right so let's move on to talk about gary v as big a name in business or social media certainly social media that there is how did that come about and i don't ever want to put people on the spot but if am i good for five seconds from you for that voice or is this a bad time to do, to do oh, that. Oh, boy. And that's fine if you don't. Again, I'm not here to put anybody on the spot. But, I mean, that's a big national name. How did that come about? So, yeah. So, I haven't I haven't played him in a hot minute. I actually have the, the cereal that they gave me I right see back that. there. Yeah. The podcast puffs. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. So, I saw, I follow him on Instagram. I follow his companies on Instagram. And I had seen that he had launched 1.37 p.m., which is one of their offshoots. And I said, you know, shoot your shot. It's a new media company. You never know. So I emailed them and I said, hey, I'm a big fan of Gary. This is what I do. And, you know, would love it if we could work together someday. And I sent it off and I didn't even think about it because you you can't, you got to send it and forget it with your auditions. You can't dwell on not hearing back from somebody right away. You just, if you do that, you'll stress yourself out and you'll never get anything done. So I sent it off and I didn't think about it. And it turns out it went to an old email address. I think my Google, the contact info, it filled in a previous email address, not my business one. And I was checking that other email address for some reason. And I saw that they had emailed me back and I went, oh my goodness, okay. And so I said, well, this is my other email, hang on. And they said, we're, we're working on something, but it's super top secret. Can we set up a call? And I said, okay, yeah, let's do that. And originally... They were very new to working with voice talent, and they had said, you know, would you want to read for a girl? And we have these roles cast, but, you know, do you want to to read for a girl? And I said, you know, I can play boys, too. And they went, oh, well, okay. How about you give us this, what this type of voice sounds like? And they were directing me on the phone. And I did another voice, and they went, yeah, okay. We're going to talk to a few other people, but I think we'll be calling you back. And I said, Great. Okay. And then I went along on my business and I said, well, that'd be really cool if that worked out. But I didn't stress about it because I said, well, they're going to be talking to other people. And then they ended up talking to somebody else who was older and they said, you know, we think you'd be really great for this. And I said, great. 
let's do this. And they made me sign paperwork and NDAs and, you know, <laughs> don't talk about it, which was the most, oh, that was killing me because people from the team were like posting videos of our recording sessions and then covering up and saying top secret thing coming. And it's not like I could repost it and go, hey, I'm in that top secret thing. I couldn't do that. So I had to sit on that secret for like seven months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that was how that happened. I just, I took my, my shot. Between the, the last, the confirming phone call and the next to last phone call when they said, we're going to talk to a couple more people. How many days or weeks are we talking about? I think it was a few days. Nice. And I tried to make myself as valuable as possible. And that's why when they said, do you want to read for a girl? I said, I can read for boys too. Because I was also trying to be valuable, but the other side of me was going, okay, you're an actor. It's pilot season. You want to, if you can, lock yourself in to as many of the big roles as you can to job security. I looked at it like that. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to give them a bunch of different things. I'm really going to push myself with this. And if they like it, then great. If not, I will have grown as a performer. How many characters did you end up voicing? 11. <laughs> Out of like a 13 character pilot. In the range of characters, male, female, nationality, anything like that? Boys and girls. Okay. From ages 6 to 12. All right. All American kids. Do you do any uh, accents? Not like I did when I was in theater, because the, sh the trend now is authenticity. And I really didn't know what most of these kids looked like. I only knew what some of them looked like when I was kind of stuck on playing like the bully in the pilot. I said, okay, what does he look like compared to Gary? W what's the, the physicality so I can see how he's going to sound? And that was helpful. But sometimes you don't see what the characters look like ahead of time. And they animate it around your voice, which is what they did for me. I gave one of the kids braces. I didn't mean to, oh, no, they gave him braces because I gave him a heavy lisp with the line. And they gave him braces. And I thought that was brilliant. But I don't generally do as many accents. I have before. I've done some British accents for clients. But generally speaking, the trend in the industry now is authentic. They want authentic this person. They want this nationality. They want this cultural X, Y, yeah. and Z. They want this person who's fully representative, which I think is really cool. So, it makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So generally, I don't do a lot of that as much. Like in theater, you have to do all yes. of that stuff when it's, you know, we have a cast of 20 and we're trying to do, you know, Shakespeare. Like, okay, well, we're <laughs> going to all have accents. So that that's kind of how that works. So I've, I've maybe gotten a little lazy in that regard because I haven't had to do it as often. And how long ago did that series come out? Almost two years ago. This summer will be two years ago. Have you, do you still talk to that gang? Yeah, we're still friends on Instagram. Okay. There you go. And I went up to New York City the summer that it came out and I got to meet everybody. Gary was not there, but I got to meet a bunch of the people in their office and it was super cool. And then we went out and got pizza and it was great. And they gave me a bunch of swag and it was really cool. Just, I'm like, I'm going to New York on a work trip. It was cool. So that was, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, we still talk mostly over Instagram. And there was somebody else who worked on that pilot who sent me a referral 
for a new client for something that I did for them. So that was really cool. That was my next question. What came of that? project lots of stuff (laughs) lots of stuff meeting new people I'm still meeting new people and it was really cool I think it's going to sound kind of cheesy but it was really cool to see the comments and and see people talking about it where they said my my son is so excited to be an entrepreneur now after seeing this or my daughter is selling slime now and is so excited and this concept is really, really cool. Like we think this is really cool. And to be part of something like that, that was probably the most meaningful thing I've ever done. Very cool. You also are on the board for North Raleigh Arts and Creative Studios. Arts and Creative Theater, yeah. Theater, excuse me. I don't know why I wrote studios, but theater. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I guess you love giving back. Yeah, I don't don't know how to not be busy. It's my fatal flaw. But being a part of the theater community is something I really missed when I moved out here. I didn't have my theater people that I grew up with, and I missed having that community because theater people are unlike anybody else in the world. And they're some of, and I mean this in the nicest way, the weirdest and <laughs> the funniest. It's just, you you see, and you're like, yeah, that's a theater kid. I can, I can spot him. I can spot him in a Denny's. I can spot him. So it's, I miss that community and being a part of that and getting to meet that group they're really great I love nonprofit theater and you know small theaters and I've I've always loved theater and so getting to be a part of that out here has been really really great and I am on the marketing committee for the theater and it, it it's fun it's something to be a part of the community and to do something like that is really fun and to get to meet new friends and theater people and I also teach classes there Excuse me, lemon water. So that that's been really that's been really nice. I like the fact that, that you referenced Denny's. That's what I like about <laughs> it. So. Theater kids and Denny's. Yeah. I listen, that was my life in go. high school. It's post show, we're going to Denny's with our makeup on and you know. For people who want to check out everything you are doing and a little bit of history, how you got where you are, where can they find that? Yeah, so they can go to my website, vosuperhero.com. That's V-O as in voiceover, not B-O as in body odor. <laughs> Another tagline, <laughs> I like that. Which tells me, somebody told you, is that B-O you said? Right? Is that how you learn that? Yeah. I just, to be, you know, I'd like to think I'm enunciating, but mm. just to be certain. Yes, there you go. I just, you know, V-O as in voiceover. Yes. Not yeah. like Vo superhero. I don't know. that. Oh, that yeah. Somebody said that to me, and I said, I don't even know what that is. It's yeah. V-O, like voiceover. Now, I don't ever like to offer people's time up. So if people want to contact you to hire you, coaching, teaching, editing, all that kind of fun stuff, you can at least help them get started. I have a series of resources on my website. I always, anybody that says they're interested, I always send them to my resources on my website. There's a bunch of articles and things there. I give them homework first. I say, read over these things. If you're still certain this is what you want to do, then get back to me when you've read this stuff. And that has a a mixed response rate, but that is a really great place to start because that's going to save time in the long run. That will save my time of having to say these things over and over again because I used to do that to every person who wrote to me. I used to write out these long, super long things and I would say X, Y, and Z and maybe 50% of the time I would get an email back that says thank you. 
Yes. And I got too busy. I got too busy. So I have a bunch of resources, but I love being that person that can connect the dots for people, even if I personally can't be their solution. I know people in this industry that I can do referrals, depending on what genre they want to study, or if it is something with editing. I know some great audio people, so... It really just kind of depends, but people are always free to email me and to reach out, and I'm happy to connect the dots wherever I can help. And real quick answer on this, is there one commercial out there that you wanted to or wish you could have voiced over? Well, there's a new new Superhero Girls on Nintendo Spotify that one of my friends called me, and they said, was that you on the commercial playing Batgirl? And I said, no, but the fact that there's somebody who sounds like me playing Batgirl gives me hope because that's my dream role. So I feel really good about that. But that would be like, that would be the one right now that's currently out that I would give anything to do a voice for. Wonderful. Well, I hope they do do find you. Uh, Bonnie, we loved having you on. It's a great story, but it just shows people with the right amount of effort and focus can turn a passion into a career. Loved having you on the show. Congratulations on everything. I know you will be having more success and people should very much go to your website. VO is in voiceover superhero.com. Check it out. It's a lot of fun folks, but it's a lot of hard work. We neither one of us are here to tell you not to do it, but just be prepared. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So we've enjoyed it very much. And we'll, my name is Mike Manning. We'll see everybody next time on our Wired to Change podcast.